some of the simple things that are recorded over here in the Chabadopedia insert. Uh, let's go. So it's worth just making a brief introduction. You see this picture? So pretty large. It's large enough that you could see. Does anybody recognize anybody in this picture? The guy in the middle? Ben Who's he? Ben Gurion. You see the guy in the middle? So the guy in the middle of this picture is Ben Gurion. Who's Ben Gurion? The first prime minister of the state of Israel. Not the land of Israel, but the state of Israel. Now, standing next to him on his left, the man with the beard, the man with the beard is our Bala Yurtzeit. It's uniquely when we I would speak about Bala Yurtzeit, it's that today is the first, first Yurtzeit. He passed away last year. Why is he in this picture like this? He's in this picture like this because he had an extremely unique task, extremely unique job, that he was the personal bodyguard. I guess one of two personal bodyguards. This obviously is a little bit of a lighter moment, seemingly, it's not so... But he was a personal bodyguard of... Uh, of, the, uh, of the Prime Minister. I don't know what Kufa exactly it was. So just give you a sense of who we're talking about. What? Yeah, you see, he's from... I don't know at what point. I don't know at what point he came. Okay, what? His name is Tuvia, Tuvia Palace. Maybe Rebaruch Shalom. Reptuvia Palace, based there. Reptuvia Palace. Yeah. Heint is ein erste Yardzeit. Oh, yeah. Okay, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. So I'm just going to, there's things here that I didn't get to read, unfortunately. But uh, there is there is an Akuda here that's amazing that I am going to share with you. That is, you just listen to the story, listen to the events, and you will, I think it's, it's mesmerizing. It's mesmerizing. Um, so we're talking about a person who was, who was pushed, born, he was born two years, three years before the Rebbe became Rebbe. He was, when the Rebbe became Rebbe, he was three years old. He just passed away, yeah? So he passed, he wasn't, a, he wasn't exactly an old man. Um, born in the year of 1948. 1948 also has its chashivas amongst those who have a chashivas. Year of Tashach, as they call it. So, what I want to share with you is this. After his service in the army, and I told you, I guess his primary function of service was that he was a bodyguard of, um, his name was David Ben, his name was D David Ben Gurion, his name was. So he came for Kvutsa. Huh? How did he bodyguard with 4948? This is what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, what years was he, uh, what years was, was Ben Gurion the, uh, the prime minister? Right, it seems to be. Ah? Huh? I'm just supposed to look at the video. I mean, listen, now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop asking. If someone you make a simple uh, interrogation, you can find out where, what, how. Um, make it now. Um, if the real is also in terms of being a bodyguard, we're talking about a, the soldier could be 18 years old, 18, 19, 20 years old. So, 
just to get this out of the way, Hasidim have access. First of all, it could be also that it wasn't when he was prime minister. So that, that's the easy way to, to deal with this. Now when he was prime minister, it was that he got, the, the, these people who have retained bodyguards afterwards as well. But I, Okay, so we have over here Rosh Hamim Shalah. So he was Rosh It says over here he was five years from 1948 to 1954. So obviously he wasn't a thing. But obviously afterwards, he passes away when? He passes away when, this, this Heberman? He passed away in 1973. So it works out. He was after he became. Um, so it wasn't as exciting that he was at Bishas Maisa. But either way, as it, as it is, to get, I mean, imagine, like, except for Trump, I imagine that all the ex-presidents have, uh, have some kind of uh, secret, secret service detail that stays with them. <laughs> okay. So the story goes like this. Let's focus on what's, what's the word. In Tafshin Lamid, so now in Tafshin Lamid, how old is our, is our uh, Chassid? So since we're, since we're, we're, we're dealing with years, what? 22 years old, makes sense. He's 22 years old, and he comes to, he comes for Kvutza to 770. And the Reptuvia spends, uh, spends the year, the year ends, um, the year, I guess, starts either after Tisha, maybe when it starts, I'm not sure, and it, it goes until after uh, Tisha B'Av. That year, and this could, be, could be, this could be looked up to see if there's anything printed in terms of the in terms of the sikhas, where Tafshin Lamid, summer. Remember that it's interesting because what's the Shabbos before Tisha B'av? Shabbos before Tisha B'av is what? Every year, Shabbos. Shabbos before Yom Kippur. Shabbos Chazay. Kitzur. So Shabbos Chazoyin, Tafshin Lamid, and it's during a, a war that's called, in Hebrew it's called the Milchemet Hahatasha, or if I'm pronouncing it in English, it's called the War of Attrition. The War of Attrition basically is a war that followed the Six-Day War, or it's a, a continuous uh, engagement between the Egyptian, Jordanian, and maybe other, and Israel. The part about this, it lasts, it lasts uh, it seems, seemingly it lasts for about three, four years, where there's just this... Uh, this, uh, this, this back and forth aggression, as you can imagine, after on the heels of the Six-Day War and the, and the embarrassment that the uh, Arab countries incurred. Um, but the Nakuda seems to be, this could be looked at for people who know, people who want to research, that uh, there, was, there, was, there was very, very little political intervention to try to stop this, to try to stop this war of attrition. The word attrition, right, you heard of this term, war of attrition? Attrition means it's, it, attrition means will, grotza, means like whose will is going to be, is going to prevail. In other words, like, it's interesting when that, when that, when that term gets used. Some people are going to call the war the Ukrainian conflict, the special operation as in Ukraine, it also is together of a war of attrition. Um, they have it, they use it in sports also. Uh, you know, especially in the, in, in, the, in, in, in football language, when you have the, that you have the scrimmage over there between in the American football, so the, when, the, when the guys set up, the offense and defense, it's called the line of scrimmage. Okay, so I guess the word scrum, the word scrimmage is from the Zelbis, from the same Shredish. So uh, over there, what happens? You have a ready, set, hike, and then the ball goes, and then you have the guy in the uh, offense, the guy in the defense, and the guy in the defense is trying to get through the guy in the offense, trying to get to the quarterback and tackle him, and it's a war of attrition. Also, it's Kayach, but you have a war of attrition. Who's, 
whose rotsam is going to be misbate over here. Okay. Thanks. Anyone here? Flat. Just went flat. That was the telegram that the Pizik Rebbe sent her a stav after the, by the Sheva Brothers of the Rebbe telling the, the Rebbe Rashab, your will has been, has been fulfilled. Your will, the Shidduch. I said I needed to get traction. It needs to be traction. One day to the other. Okay? There's a word from the Malaysian Belenka I just read. He said that they're different. I'm a snagid. He uses a certain, uses a certain word. I don't know if it's in Yiddish or if it's in Russian. He said that a snagid is a, is a, is a prayet. Apparently, he couldn't pronounce a rage. So instead of saying a praret or so, so saying it, he said a prayet. Prayet apparently means something that just is stuck in one place. It doesn't move. And the difference between a chassid is that yesterday and today is two different things. But so whatever happened yesterday, if he stumbled, if he fell, if this, if this, he didn't succeed. Today is a new, is a new Indian. Today he's rising above. He's making the new, new frontiers and new changes in his life. And the kuda is, you have, to, you have to be dynamic. Over here, this is not so much to get, because I'm, I'm telling you about taking. You have to take what you have, take the good stuff from the past and bring it to the future. So the Rebbe's Shabbos Chazoyim set the seed. Shabbos Chazoyim, Tavshin Lamid. Milchemet Right? You ever heard these like uh, Israeli broadcasts with these with these things? It sounds like every time there's a broadcast, they're singing the national anthem. Al Kopanim. So the Rebbe's the Rebbe by this Fabringin. Um remember we're talking about a twenty-two year old kid. So Reb is there, also he's about to leave. This is his last, close to his last experience, his last time at least in this, in this year to be with the Rebbe. And the Rebbe gave him an unbelievable hira, uh, a 22-year-old. The Rebbe said that when you're going to go back there, it's Israel, starting already from starting from Tuba'av, you should make it your business to travel along, to travel through to all of the army bases from what's called the Suez Canal until Ramat HaGolan. You got a lot of work to do. From the Suez Canal, I guess there's a dirt in the south, all the way up to Ram. And you should travel from base to base and you should give them one message. I mean, there's other things that you're going to be doing, but you should give them a message. What's the message? The Lubavitch Rebbe is wishing you a Slach You know, like we have in the midst of things. Chabad Lubavitch wishes you and yours. Right. You and yours. You and yours means you and yours could be your children, it could be your, your cat, it could be your goldfish. Be you and yours, you see, we're very, we're very inclusive in Chabad. You and yours. You and your prop, you and whatever. So push should go from base to base. Okay, there's going to be more things coming, but the first and foremost message, similar to what we said yesterday, but if I bring it, you push it, you, when you initially engage someone, then it you're, 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 you're speaking to them, you're giving them a message, and again, you want to hear from them. So we hear, obviously, he's giving them a, a bracha, but it's, it's all about their success. Then the Rebbe gave a bottle of mashke to, to say l'chaim with the, to say l'chaim with the chayalim. When you say l'chaim, I think I have a picture here in one of these things about how he's standing there with a bottle of, bottle of mashke, if, I, if, I, if it's here. The big shmat. Well, no, he went through, he went from place to place. He went from, uh, he went from, uh, I don't, it wasn't printed. No, it was in a different thing. After his, there's a whole other, there's a whole shooter that was given out by one of his children that's hundreds and hundreds of pictures. I guess it's over there. Um, one more time. One more time. Okay. 
Here you have an army, you know, army picture. I get excited when I see these kind of pictures, you know, especially the Chevrolet, the boy, the boyish. Up upon him, so... So the Rebbe gives him a bottle of mashke, and the Rebbe then gave him a strange idea that you should go around with peers of tefillin, and you should distribute peers of tefillin to soldiers, and there's one requirement that they pay at least one, or that then they had the one lira. At least pay one lira. I don't know how much one lira is even. You pay one lira for the tefillin. Then the Rebbe added that when you're going on the shlichus, you should take with you two or three other Hasidim from Anash, obviously, who have served in Sahal. Those people who are army men, you know, you've been going to the faith, like we spoke once in the Hasidim, make an impression on a person, you have to come to them from where they are. Right? One, of, one of the things that always always creates a little bit of a, a rift, a little bit of a schism, is the notion that, you know, we're here fighting, we're here breaking our rear end and all this stuff, and you're just doing whatever. So you have, as he said, he should have, you should have Hasidim who served in the army, Hasidim that served in the army, they should be dressed in uniform, specifically dressed in uniform. That means not, they don't have this, they have to go get a hold of uniforms, and this is how you should go around. The Rebbe then added strange, that all of, and this is, this is a little bit, I, how, why, it's hard to understand why this is. They have said that all of the expenses that will, you will incur on this trip, obviously a tefillin, how many pairs of tefillin is he getting? How many pairs of tefillin is he making available? All of the expensive expenses should be coming out of your pocket. <laughs> I don't know what his bank account looked like, but all of the expenses should come out of your pocket. And then I've added, remember, when did I ever say to start this project? When did I ever say to start this project? Too bad, and I was said, the message should be finished by the Shkodesh El. This is the Rebbe, this is the way the Rebbe operates. Right? That was 15 days. Back and up and down, hit every, hit every army base, tefillin, everything like that. Okay. So here we go. He comes to Eretz Yisrael. So we're not familiar with this organization here in, in, in America, but in Eretz Yisrael, everyone knows from Tzach. Tzach, Tzirei Hasidin Chabad. Or Tzirei Agudus Chasidin Chabad. And they, they, they used connections, they, made, uh, they, made, they reached out and contacted one of the uh, high-ranking army, high-ranking Sahal guys to get permission to go into army bases and to get a hold of uniforms. It sounds like one of these, one of these stories, you know, one of these like, plays, or one of these old, old movies, like these old guys are coming in, they're gonna make a student, they get a hold of these patched up army uniforms, they're coming in. <laughs> and, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, World War I army veterans are coming to, to help fight in Vietnam, in Korea and Vietnam. So they get a hold of these things. And the, here's, the, here's the dream team. Here's the, the, here's the team that they recruited. Now, I don't know if these people, I know one of them, obviously, we know is very shy to the Indian, Indian uh, army in an unofficial way, guerrilla warfare. But the team that was recruited is the following people. It was much more than two people. It was Reptuvia, Rebzusha Volmovsky. So Rebzusha Partizan, right? Then there was uh, Zev Kesselman, his name is. This is his, uh, Zev Kesselman, he's a, he's a son of uh, Then is another chassid named uh, Shimon Backerman. To look up, uh, if anyone knows, Samir Bar Shalom, if we turn up the hearing aid things, we can help out. And Shmuel uh, Chayfer, which is the name we heard. And the final one is David Leselbaum. This was the dream team. So they got dressed, you know, like the scene played out, they got dressed up. And then the door opened and they were all walking slowly with music playing in the background. <laughs> you can reenact. This is a play, you can make a reenaction. 
to tell the to tell the bachim, tell the youth, tell ourselves, like what what what, what went on, what Chassidim did, right? So they got all of these uniforms that they can now. They're going on. After two days of efforts, after two days of this traveling, there was a the Reb Zusha wrote a, a duch to the Rebbe, and he wrote in the duch that thus far we've sold fifty-eight pairs of tefillin, and uh, if, if you do the math. Even someone like me could realize that it wasn't, there wasn't even one lira per fear of tefillin. There was 12 liras that were, that were collected. 58 pairs of tefillin, 12 liras. There's something wrong over here in this picture. And, but not only that, they sell, they, even those 12 liras, which I don't know how much, how much even it would have come out to an American money at the time, when it would be like $1.50. So they sent the money to the Rebbe. They sent the 12, they sell the 12 liras to the Rebbe. And... Um, and they wrote on the thing that these, this money is from the Chayole Tzahal Aganali Tzahal, from, from Tzahal. This is a, um, this is a, a, an unbelievable sort of piece of Der Hashvin and the person that played, the, that played this role. But the main, the main thing, I think, not the main thing, the other thing though that, that's just extraordinary, we all are familiar today, it's, the, it's, part, of our, it's part of our language, that we know the term Dvar Malchus, Dvar Malchus, Dvar Malchus. Who is the originator of this concept of this publication, Dvar Malchus? Get a look. This when you look at him, you can see Dvar Malchus. That's what this is. That's it. I'll show you. I'll tell you what, what I'll tell you the, the, he's, this is called Mr. Dvar Malchus. So what happened over here? So everyone maybe heard of Sicha of Parshas Vayichi Tafshinun Aleph. Parshas Vayichi Tafshinun Aleph. Does anybody have any sense of what's going on in the Sicha? What's, this, what's the uniqueness of the Sicha? What's the reaction, the response? Huh? What one? Yeah, it was understood. It was, the Rebbe was speaking about being Melamed Schuz, L'Tevasen Shal Yisrael, the Maila of Yisrael. And the Rebbe, went, the Rebbe spoke very, very strongly about, against those or the person who, speak, who would speak, speak to the detriment and the negativity and highlighting the, um, the Chisreinus of the Jewish people. So, Parshas Vayichi, Tafshim Rale, you can see this, you see the Mugat, the Namugat, the Rebbe speaks to the Rebbe's just speaking about the, uh, you know, Mika Amcho Yisrael, the Mika Amcho Yisrael aspect. So, after the Sicha was published and the Rebbe was Magia the Sicha, so at that point, it's hard for us to imagine that now, but at that point, the Rebbe's Sichas did not exactly get to an international audience. They got to a relative, they got to a very small audience, even in Tavshinun Aleph. So he made the decision at that time, based, especially based on the content of the Sicha, that he is going to take an initiative and he's going to get the word out there. He's going to push and get the Sichais spread out far and wide. By the way, this effort is still being made even until today. Like just a few weeks ago, I don't know, someone like, called me from uh, whatever, one of these things. They said, you know, they, if you could, you could sponsor X amount of money, um, if you, I think they, they told me if you give $250, that's going to sponsor a year worth of, uh, of, of chassidus being published and being, being put into uh, various yeshivas, whatever. So I'm saying this is an effort that's, 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 that's still, in the, it's still, it's still continuous and it's still always something that has to be, uh, that has to be thought about. So this, this, um, this, this task, so to speak, or this effort that he made Became uh, from didn't just become an isolated thing for Vayichi, Tavshin, and Aleph. It started becoming something that was, uh, especially with the fact that every every single week the Rebbe is Magia the Sicha. So it's almost like, almost like the Rebbe was in, the Rebbe was facilitating this program. 
Because what started happening in those years, or what was happening even before those years, but every single week, right, in the Tkufa, every single week, in an unprecedented manner, after Shabbos, the sikha that the Rebbe said is, is boom, it's there, the Rebbe's Magiyayit, it's available for printing, it's available for learning, not just in, not just in the memory, not just in the Hanukkah of the Bachram of Siddin, but it's also there in the Rebbe's, in, in, with the Rebbe's, uh, with the Rebbe's uh, oversight. Um, so the way that this, these publications were originally, were originally given out, they started off being given out in the, in the, in the magazine called uh, the Kvar Chabad magazine under the name Zvar Malchus. Um, then they started adding the additional, uh, additional material, additional content. They started putting different selected letters of the Rebbe together with it and, uh, and so on and so forth. Akopanim, um, this began that phase, okay, of a new, a new stage in, 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 in our Fatsat Samayonis. You know, we don't think about this necessarily. Again, we come into the picture after the table is set. We don't really, we don't really recognize all of the stages. And the Nakuda here is not just that it became the effort of a certain chassid who took this upon himself, but that the Rebbe kept on, kept on uh, encouraging and kept on encouraging. We have different, we have all these kind of minus about the Rebbe saying about different things. And finally, um, the Kuv, the 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 Dvar Malchus. Which is uh, which was the which was called the the the, uh, the Gilean Yudveis, which was the the, the twelfth. If you start to uh, guess, they went from Vayichi. I didn't that doesn't seem like maybe every week. If you count Vayichi, it's not enough weeks. So what became the twelfth publication? That is the Varmalchus that the Rebbe chose to be giving out. The Varmalchus the Rebbe gave out, right? The Dvarmalchus that the Rebbe gave out to all of your, to, to many of you have it, many of your parents have it, the kovitz of the four sikhs that are in Yonagul Mashiach on the Rambam, on the, on the explaining the Rambams, the, the last two prakam of the Rambam, that is a product, you have to understand what this is, that is a, that is a publication that the Rebbe adopted, that the Rebbe took, essentially, that was being given out by the team Peles, by Tuvi Peles, and the Rebbe then, Turned it into a distribution. The Rebbe turned it into a of giving it out uh, to Chassidim. Um, so this is this is this is some information to think. I think it's it's um, there's a lot. Of, obviously, there's a lot of Chassidim to speak about. A lot of things, but uh, this is extremely unique um, in terms of in terms of our generation and somebody who was a was a clear is a clear soldier of the Rebbe. So um, as Baruch Shalom said, I don't know. I don't know from this language. I tell you. I don't know. Some yeah, it's all fine. I'm not saying there's people that get they get they go reverse. They say this is the my you need that. Like that's also cheeky. It's a little bit uh, it's a little bit uh I know that uh his Nisham is one with the Rebbe. That's that's the Maisa. Khasid Nishama is 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 always connected, is always is this becomes deeper and deeper connected to the Rebbe, whether after the fact. Okay. We are now, Mitzvah Shem, going to uh, use this opportunity to finish Perik Aleph. We're holding on the top of the page 160. The first, the first, the top line. So we, we just said about the, uh, the uniqueness of Moshe. Moshe just got a new name. Moshe went from being called Moshe to being called the Meyuchot Sheberoyim. The exclusive or the unique they stand out amongst the shepherds. 
And we said it's for two reasons, essentially, because of the particular nutrient, particular nutrient that Moshe facilitates. And also, more importantly, because Moshe breaks down the seemingly established Seder Yishtalshul's natural boundaries between Zera Adam and Zera Behemoth. Don't use it against me, Wanshad. <laughs> you can look at it afterwards. So we're continuing over here. The Al Hamshoch Hasadas. The Al Hamshoch Hasadas. Who Shemoyish Rabbeinu Olav Asholim. Now, the Tzemach Tzedek is, is, is going with the following approach. Just like we said, it's very gishmak to think about these, the new order. One of the things that you could get lost is the Seder O'Yonim in Derech Mitzvah One of the reasons is for the simple format of, of, of the way, this, the, way the Maimir is. Don't get lost. We just, we just showed that there's, an, there's, a, there's a very deep connection with Moshe and Das. And that's why the very first time that Moshe is being sent to Bnei Yisrael, the Eberster commands him to give over a message, V'daitem ki ani Hashem. So you can make a little underline. Means be, he says, That it's, it's, it's part and parcel of who Moshe is, that Moshe's objective, Moshe's capability, Moshe's job, Kabiachal, is to, is to instill and to give that sense of And remember, it's not It's and we, we understand at least is the difference between means that you know that I am the that I'm the creator, that I'm the one that's in charge of everything. means means what in, in, in Tanakh? What does the word Elikim translate as? A judge. I'm the man, I'm the judge. you know that I'm the judge, I'm the jury, I'm the executioner, I'm the one in charge. Vidaitim kani avayim means that I am, I am existence. Vidaitim kani avayim means that I'm the only mitzvahs. Vidaitim kani avayim means that I'm the enoid muvada. It's a completely different story. There's like, you know who's in charge over here? You think you can do whatever you want? The Abish is in charge. Okay, ah. Uh. That's vidaitim kani alikim. Vidaitim kani avayim is not a gather of being in charge or not in charge. Vidaitim kani avayim means there's, there's, there's everything you see is not a mitzvah. Is late, is, is, first of all, everything you see is, is a figment, is, a, is an imaginary thing. Everything exists because he, he, he wills it into existence. Which means that there's only one true existence, it's Avaya. That's why his name is Avaya. Avaya Meloshan Havoya, his Avos, creation. So that's what Moshe, in the very beginning, before they didn't even know who, the, who this Moshe guy is. Before they didn't even, even, even know what Moshe is all about, and they, they feel an attachment to Moshe, and they feel some kind of sense of connection. Remember, remember, on the contrary, in the beginning of the story, the Yidin who are being approached by Moshe could feel very disconnected from Moshe. Very likely that many of the Yidin, they obviously you had honor and you had this kingdom, who knew Moshe, but the Yidin, they see this guy, Ishmitri, over here, like there's a very, there's a skepticism as to, to what the deal is with him, and even before he kind of massages the Elam a little bit, you know, before he says his first joke, and before he gets everyone comfortable, say, so you know, maybe he's going to find a replacement so you can be relevant, and then and less like this. So now the Tzemach Tzedek is saying that if this is what Moshe is, that means that there has to be, there has to be, in the first part of the Eidah, in the first part of the Eidah, the Eidmishter is sending, but the Eidmishter is sending the message. But there has to be in Torah somewhere where Moshe then 
is the conveyor of the message. There has to be somewhere where Moshe now takes the lead and he says, I got this. This is me. Guys, listen, we're getting das. We're going das. So where do we have it? Where would you expect to find it? In Chumash Dvarim. Chumash Dvarim is the unique Chumash. Chumash Dvarim is a one big fabreng, right? Chumash Dvarim is Moshe's fabreng with the hidden before, before Zayin Adar, right? It's a 40-day fabrengen that Moshe is having with the Bnei Yisrael, and he's telling them everything they need to know, and he's telling them, giving them all the koiches and all the zakhah they need to have. So he says over here, Oimer says in Mishnah Torah, a very seemingly un un uh, unexciting pasuk. <laughs> a very bland pasuk. See how Chassidus sees pasukim. V'nosati esev techa. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought in that pasuk, Vinosati Asev? And this is David, I'm just speaking about that. And I'm going to give grass. Let's not underestimate the importance of grass, especially these days. Vinosati Asev Besotcha. Grass doesn't just mean grass, it means I'm going to give vegetation, I'm going to give Givuksen in your fields, Livem Techa, so that your behavior, your animals, will have fodder, will have food. So now for us, the whole thing sounds like, blah, blah, well, boring. First of all, if you are actually a person who's living in this, in, in El Mazagashmi, and you're trying, and you're actually responsible for, for things happening, and for producing something, and for, for, producing, uh, for producing milk, or for producing uh, flesh, or producing, uh, or, or, or plowing fields, or getting wool, it, you better, your animals need to eat. In other words, let's first just register Bapashtas, the importance, the same way that everyone realizes that you need to eat and your children need to eat. So the importance of a person's uh, livestock and animals having food and for, in order for them to be able to produce and be able for them to, they, to, for them to carry out the tasks that they need to do in order to bring, to bring life. So the possible positive, now our job is going to be, how do we get from the Nasati to the idea that Moshe's Mam Das? So the first hint is what? Before we even go further, what's the first hint? What? Livemtecha, we already converted in this Maimer that the Livemtecha is not a four-legged creature. Livemtecha is a two-legged creature called the human beast. Okay, you can never get away from him. And this human beast is Be'etzem, a, a, a glorified behemoth. A glorified behemoth. In what sense is it a glorified behemoth? In the fact that just like the behemoth lacks Das, the person also lacks Das in relation to Elikos. So we, if we start with the premise that the Levemtecha over here has an undertone, has a reference of Remel, has a reference to the Neshonlis of Klal Yisrael, to the, to the, to the Roi Rubai, the 99%, the 99.9% of Neshonlis. So now let's see. Let's see, now we're going to get a little uh, esoteric. Now we get a little, a little, a little Kabbalistic. Ki Esev. Esev is grass, technically. Esev is the letters Ayin, Sin, vase. Who shame Ab. It corresponds, it refers to the name Ab. What's the name Ab? Anyone, we went through these, we once went through these names, Ab, Sag, Ma, and Ban. Does anyone recall what the name Ab is represented? Which, well, first of all, which name, with the two of these, these two names have a shaykhaz one to the other? Huh? Nil Shemea. What's the, which, which, which two names are Chabrusas? Ab is a Chabrusa with? Ab is a chabrusa with ma. Well, it's easy. You only have two. Ab is a chabrusa with ma, and uh, sag is a chabrusa with ban. That's why we said that ab is called odom ha'elyin or odom ha'godel, 
and Ma is called Odom, Odom de Leila, and the Sag is called Behemo Rabba, and Bar is called uh, Behemo Ktano or Behemo Stam. And Ab, what's the main characteristic of if what's the main characteristic of the name Shem Ma? The characteristic of Shema, which is called, like it says in the Pesach, that's the, that's the name that's represented in the world of Atsilos. The name of the world of Atsilos corresponds to the, the, to the Shema, just to, just to remind ourselves, where is the, these, num these are numbers that come from the various ways that you could write the name Shem Yud Kei right? So the Shema, um, the Shema and Sheman, this is the Mili Aleph, Mili Hei, Mili Da, so Mili Yud, so the Shemish of Shema, which is, the name of, of Yud Kei that corresponds to the world of Atzilos, which corresponds to the, to the notion of what's the dominant feature of Elam Atzilos. What sphere is most dominant in Elam Atzilos? Chachma. What sphere is most dominant in Elam Abriya? Bina. What sphere is most dominant in Elam Yisira? The Midas. What sphere is most dominant in Elam Asiya? Mausos. That's how it works. In other words, every single, every single Elam has in it a combination of all of the spheres. However, the Elam is represented primarily by a certain one of the spheres. Atsilus is represented by, by spheres and Malthus. That's why, that's why, that's why Atsilus is not part of Bia. Because it's Miyuchad. Like we said, the difference between Chofm and Bino. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it has, it's in a state of ultimate connectiveness and ultimate beetle to the Oyer of Elikim. That's why you cannot call you cannot call Atsilus an Elam. Even though it's called Oilam, it's not called Oilam for the same reason that Biyah is called Oilam. Biyah is called Oilam because it has the characteristic of concealment. Atzilus is called Oilam because it has the characteristic of? Of what? Limitation of Gvul. It it, in other words, it's the representation of godly limitation. Of godly limited expression, where we could say, oh, there's a concept of chachma. The fact that we could isolate to ten different spheres, ten different, ten different inyanim, but those at no at, at no point does atzilus. That's why I said the alternative name for atzilus is elikus. So now let's get into what we're saying over here. The mocker of, of, of every the same line bond have a mocker in sag and ab. So let's let's learn what's relevant to us. Everything could be learned more and farther, and maybe we'll add a, we'll add a few we'll add a step or two that's going to be helpful. Um, so the shame, which is called the name of it's called the name technically you call the name of seventy two. The name of seventy two. So the name of seventy two, Shuhubechinas Das Elyon, is known is referred to as the as the level of Das Elyon. Now, it, we, we also, when we learned this, we also showed how these, how these, these names could also correspond to different matvegas in, in the, in the Seder Ishtalshlus. If I'm not mistaken, does anyone, does anyone recall which madrega in Seder Ishtalshlus does the Shem Ab correspond to? Which madrega, if Ma corresponds to Atsilas, Ab corresponds to? So, even more, it responds to Adam Kadmoy. Remember the characteristic of Adam Kadmoin. The characteristic of Adam Kadmoin is, is that you have everything, everything in terms of the entire process and the entire development of Seder Ishtalshnus that is, 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 you, is united in a single Nakunda in, in the Madrig of Adam Kadmoin. In other words, if you want to have an essay, if you want to have a sense of description of what Adam Kadmoin is, Adam Kadmoin is, is, the, is the OG of OGs. It's the original starting point but not just starting point, it's the original state where the original seed from within, within, uh, within which the entire development and the entire processing, the entire tree, the entire, all the fruits, imagine 
Imagine that you would be able to see in, a, in an apple seed, not only the roots of the tree, but the trunk of the tree, not only the trunk of the tree, but the branch of the tree, not only the branch of the tree, but the leaves of the tree, not only the fruits of the tree, but the fruits that are going to always be fruit. Imagine you were able to have this, be able to have this microscopic view of being able to see all of that in the seed. Imagine. So you think of that in that way. Now, this is, we're giving, so I, as, as we usually experience, when you see this, you have to understand the synonyms that the Mimer is giving us. So on one hand, we just use the, the name Ab. So Ab is a name that's helpful in terms of understanding a Madreg of Shema Baye. But the other thing that's in the to us in, our, in the context of our Mimer, that the name Ab is Das Elyon. Okay? I'm sure that many of you have heard of the term Das Elyon and Das Tachtoy. Now, in, 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 in this Mimer, or in Derech Mitzvisecha, this become because of such a fundamental theme, Das Elyon, Das Tachtoy, as you know, the famous expression that's brought, what is it, brought in Tehillim, Keil Deis Hashem. Keil Deis, it's, 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 it's a, um, it's a Tehillim thing? I'm making a mistake. Oh, for some reason, I'm, not, I'm thinking it's not Tehillim. Keil Deis Hashem, Keil Deis Abayah. What's the, what's the, what's the word of Keil Deis Hashem? Kildeis Hashem means that there's a remez in the, in the expression Kildeis Hashem that there are two versions of deus, of das. There are two kinds of perspectives. So if there's two kinds of perspectives, what are the two perspectives? So we've, we've done this in the past, but it's very important to do it over here as well. To understand the significance of this expression das elion. Das elion means what? If I just told you that that's that the level of Ab corresponds to Ak, Odom Kadmoin, and Odom Kadmoin can be understood in the equivalence of being that seed that has no Metzias Bifneatzmoin, but it has everything inside of it, so then you could begin to understand. Das Elyon is generally understood, and this, I will, will give a disclaimer that there are different ways that Chsidis chooses to explain the difference between Das Elyon and Das Tachtoin. So you just have to understand, you just have to recognize whenever you come across an Exodus, which version you are, which version you're speaking about. But in the Kudu that we're saying, Das Elyon is the perspective of the Eibishter. The perspective of the Elyon versus the perspective of the Tachtoin. That means just like when you have two people who are standing, one on top of a building and the other one on the bottom of the building. One on the ground level and one on the roof. Or one is on top of the mountain and one's in the valley. It's impossible that they're going to be having the same perspective and perspective and the same the same the same view. They're going to be seeing things completely different. First of all, the person on top, he has the advantage of being in a place, being in a high ground, and he could see miles and miles and miles. The person who's on the ground, the person especially if he's in a valley, he's lucky if he could even see a mile. If he's lucky if he, he could even see it if 20 feet, depending on the obstruction that's in front of him, he's not gonna see anything. So if you use that concept. The idea of Das Elyon, Das Elyon is this perspective that exists, just like in Gashmias, the bird's eye perspective, but Beruchlius, it's the perspective of what, we're, we're, what, what things really are. What things really are means what is and what isn't, like we were saying before about the Indian of Yedaitim Kani Avaya. Yedaitim Kani Avaya, the recognition and the knowledge that there's one existence called Hashem. In order to have that true Das in Avaya, you have to, have, you have to be connected to Das Elyon. Which means you have to be able to see things and feel things the way they are from the Abishan's perspective. Even though that if all the rest of us, even though we might not be able to feel it, we could kind of 
understand that there is that. So let's now let's so, so, again since we're not when when we learn when we learn more specifics about that selling that's talking we're gonna get later so we'll, we'll go into more de- detail. The hashin. So we got you take the letter you take the how many so we've used three we used two letters so far the first letter and the last letter. What's with this? What's with this interference over here with this shin? What's with this? Inter- we have this letter over here with block is blocking the way. Hey, well, what's he doing over here? So don't worry. Hashin or sin. The shin is a letter uniquely that's constructed, if you will. It's shaped with three heads. What are these three heads of the shin? So it's not hard to realize the, the shape. If you understand the basic premise that the letters of the Aleph base convey a certain insight not only by the sound that they make and, the, and, and, the, and sometimes the meaning of their words, right? The meaning of the letter, for example, the letter Aleph actually means something, Aleph, Aluf. The letter, um, the letter Resh, for example, means poor, impoverished, okay? Um, and, and, and so on, the letter Ayin means something. Besides the, the information that is contained with the sound that it makes and with the word that is the letter, but even the shape, that's what's so different about the, the Oisius of Lashon Kodesh versus the letters of, 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 of other languages. The letter, the, if somebody tries to extract significance and meaning from the, from, the letter, uh, from the letter B or from the letter F or from the letter Q and the letter Z uh, from, the al- from the alphabet, you know, you're just walking up here, you're, you're, not, you're, you're making yourself sugar. Because the Aleph Bays are constructed, these are part of creation. They're not man-made creation, it's part of the Abishter's creation. The Abishter used these letters to create. That means that the shape of the letters are essentially like the tools that somebody would use to do a certain job. So you, need, so you could see by way of the tool what job it could do and what it represents and what it's, what it's trying to do. So the same thing goes. The Shin, being that it has three sections, three heads, which corresponds to the three Kavim. Three Kavim means the three lines or the three, the three categories of Chagas. Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. Sheheim Shorshe Hamidois, which Chagas, obviously, you have Chagas, right? And you have Nehim, or Nehi. So Chagas is considered to be, you're not, you're not lacking the other ones, because if you have Chesed Nur Tiferes, being that they are the Mokr, they're the starting point of the Midois, the other Midois are called what? They're called the branches of the Midois. So even if you don't have six to represent all of the Midois, three, you have, you have, you have essentially the Midois in there as well. Because um, Netzach is a branch of Chesed, Hoyd is a branch of Gura, and, uh, and so on. So what is this now all about? We're saying, So what's the message that voice? And now it's Gishmak, Venosati goes on who? When you read the Pshutei Shomikra, who's Venosati? So it's, uh, the Ebishter, he's representing the over here. It's not, it's Misha speaking about himself. Venosati, you want to know what I'm going to do for you guys. You want to know what I'm, like, what I'm here for. You want to know what I'm invested. You want to know what my, 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 uh, my objective and my capability is. I'm going to give you guys Ab. That's going to be, that's going to, how is it going to get into you? It's like, it's like you have to know, how is that medicine going to creep through the, 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 the barrier of the, uh, the, the blood? Shehim Shorshi Amidis. So there, it's, it's given by way of, the 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 chesed gvurti fares which every person has. Shemoyish must be a bechinas adas b'sodcha. Moishes must be at the level of das in the soda. What's the soda? 
So this is something that you probably, if you're keeping track, you've heard many different, many different representations from Malchus. Malchus is probably the most widely represented um, metaphorical uh, midah that gets compared to so many different things for so many different reasons. So when it says, I'm going to give you what's besadcha? Bechinas Malchus. What's Bechinas Malchus? Malchus, like we said, the, I think we yesterday, Klolos Neshamas Yisrael. This is representative. The level of Malchus, like we said, the level of Knesset Yisrael, is, corresponds to the general, the combination or the, the congregation known as the Neshamas Yisrael. Hanikra Chakal Tapuchim. Or Tapuchi, yeah, Tapuchim. Which is called the Apple Orchard. Like you say in the, like you say in davening, like you say in, uh, look, we have a, we have our representation over here. Like we say before that, we, like we say no. When when do we mention that this this is the meal of Chakal Tapuchim? Which meal is considered the Chakal Tapuchim meal? Which Shabbos meal? Friday night. Like we mentioned it, this was mentioned in uh, this was mentioned in the previous Mimer. So we could we we have two references here. We can start putting together things. So when we add in the we put two and two together. The previous Mimer said that. This idea that every single mitzvah is divided and subdivided into different yonim. So uh, it said that uh, on Shabbos you have different, you have different, you have different, uh, different madregos within Shabbos. So there's a madrego of the, fr the Friday night. That's also why you say in the, in, in the, in the Friday night davening you have yenu chuvav, yenu chuvoyv, yenu chuvam. This corresponds to the different madregos of the Sviris. So chakal tapuchin, which is try, which is again in English translated as the apple orchard. The apple orchard is a kabbalistic reference to the level of malchus. And apparently, one of the reasons, if it makes any more sense, why it would be called the apple orchard is because one of the representations of Malchus is called the field. In other words, it's called, you know, it's called the, the, place that, the, the place that produces growth or the place that produces in general. It's the, it's the breeding ground, if you will. Let's finish this line. And it is from that installment, so to speak, it's from that hashpah that Moshe gives that it can be, because remember, where is Moshe... Moshe, so Moshe stands in the world of Atzilos. The emesis that we'll learn soon that Moshe stands even beyond that le level. But if Moshe is giving Das, and Das is the property of which world? The, we said the Zera Adam are known as Neshama is dead. The Atzilos. So Moshe, who's, who's, who's installing this level into Bnei Yisrael, so he's essentially giving them the Atsilos ingredients into Biyah. So what we're saying is, how does that process happen? It happens through evoking the Madriga of Ayin Base. Who here learns Ayin? Who, 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 who's interested in learning Ayin Base? Well, you know, if you're going to, if you, if you, if you eventually going to, you want to, you want to invest yourself into, I think Samach Bob is, Samach Bob is apparently the, uh, the, the investment place to be. I don't. I think I, I, I once told you. I have a, I have a quote from Rebbeil Tzvibul. Rebbeil Tzvibul. The, the short time that we spent together, he told me. He said, "Learn up Samachvav Tzvimol. Learn through Samachvav two times. You'll be able to give such a five. How do you say five in Yiddish? It's not a word that translates. You'll be able to give such a whistle. Yeah, but you'll be able to give such a dismissal. Whistle dismissal." To the whole world, in other words, the world is not going to be tape as market. That was it. So I'm still working on the uh, on the times, but it doesn't matter. It's not to get to, to this is Indian prati, or maybe not. There is no Indian prati in Mufayat. So the Vartir is that Moshe Rabbeinu is using the system by the level of Ab. So in in a brief way that we're we're learning over here, Ab, the fact that Moshe is shaykh to the level of 
iron bays is what is the insight into telling us how Moshe B'chla can override the system. Again, if iron bays is representative of Adam Kadmi, that means that when you, you could tweak things, just like we learned in the previous Mimer, when things are still in the pre-developmental stage, you could, you could change around the rules, right? Stem cells. So Moshe Rabbeinu being shyish to that madrega is able to, get, to kind of override and, and, and be mashpia and shepherd the level of das to B'nai Yisrael, however, has to go through a system. The system that it goes through has to be, if Moshe Rabbeinu is doing it on his terms, it's irrelevant. So it has to go through the process, through the shin process, that means through the chesed gemur to feris, it was through the, the system of the sviris, into sadcha. So we have the sin is the kavim of midah, sadcha is malchus, and from there, what happens is, Haim the Shomis, Adikrizerabahim, Shagamba, Hevi, Adas. Behind you.